Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Do not go gentle into that good night. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. What's going on? I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. Uh, if this is your first time here at the show, welcome and hello. What's up? What's up? Oh, God. Okay. So let's just get into it. This week's case is a doozy. We're headed over to Africa for this one. I'm excited. Ooh, I love that. Kristen has some history for us, so that's going to be pretty dope. And there aren't many cases, I'm sorry, pictures associated with this case, literally none other than this creepy ass killer that we're going to be talking about. So just bear with us and prepare yourselves. That's all I can say. Oh, God. I have a candle lit today, guys. So hopefully my mood is a little (laughs) bit more upbeat after hearing about murder. We'll see. Yeah. You should get you like an angry orchid, too. You know, that's your thing. I know, but I'm trying to be off of liquor. Yeah, okay. Okay. Alrighty. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. I want to start this episode by asking you a question. What would you do if the nicest person you knew turned out to be the devil in disguise? How about that neighborhood guy who's always waving when you drive by? Would you consider taking a second look at the people in your life? Well, after listening to this week's episode, you just might. Join us as we discuss the self-proclaimed prophet and preacher, Jack Magali, the West End serial killer. Mm. I really want to say done, done, done so bad, but I feel like I have to outgrow that <laughs> onomatopoeia, so I won't I say so. it. I think so, because this is serious. <laughs> okay. This so. is serious. See? Like, that's just even worse. Mm-hmm. I set you up for that one, though. Yeah, you All did. Right. Madumetsa Jack Mugali was born in September of 1968 in West West. Okay, so you guys know my pronunciation sucks, and I practiced this. So just please bear with me. Western area, South Africa. Mm. He was the firstborn. He had a younger sister. I don't know if he had any other siblings after, like uh, besides her, but that's the one that we've heard about since his birth. Right. And they were both born into like a typical African family. That's what the report said. I don't know what a typical African family looks like. I'd love to know it. If you guys know, send me a description on Instagram because I want to know. Right. Because when someone says, you know, the typical white family, you can envision that. When someone says a typical black family, I'm getting mixed signals here. Yeah. I feel like there's two distinct typical black families. (laughs) So which one are you talking about? (laughs) So with African people, it could be two times as big as that or two times as ambiguous. Yeah, definitely. Kristen, what happened in black history or black African history, whatever we want to call it, in 1968? All right, y'all. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. So Johannesburg, 1968. So this year is kind of around the end of an era that is very detrimental to South Africa. And it's basically 
called apartheid. So for those of you who don't know what apartheid is, apartheid is basically like racism. Like Mm -hmm. you're basically putting down another race that you Mm -hmm. feel is superior, inferior to you. So apartheid was going on in South Africa during this time. Specifically, it started out in around 1959, 1960. And when I say it started out, I'm saying there were some big moments that took place during this movement that we need to talk about today. But first, I want to tell you that Johannesburg now in today's era is the largest city in South Africa and it's the biggest economical city in South Africa. So it's making headway, y'all. Money is flowing through Johannesburg like nobody's business. And it is a capital of the Gwateng province. Now, for those of us who don't know what a province is, a province is just a piece of land that's in a country. Okay. So boom, that's what... Mm -hmm. Guateng is there's a lot of provinces they could be states they mm-hmm. could be cities they're just a piece of land in a country okay, okay. but during 1968 Johannesburg was still musing over the, the socio-economical effects of the Sharpville massacre now the Sharpville mm-hmm. massacre was basically one of the major events that kind of put apartheid on the map when it comes to the global effects that apartheid mm-hmm. had so what happened was in March 1960, the Pan-Africanist Congress, which is a part of the big ANC African National Congress over in South Africa, mm-hmm. they led a protest in Sharpville, basically saying, hey, we want to abolish the old South African laws that have to do with race and all that extra stuff. We want it gone. So about right. 20,000 black people showed up to a police station in Sharpville, which is like 30 miles from Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. apparently the black folks was acting up and whooping <laughs> the police's behind. So the police end up open firing on the entire crowd and killing over 60 people and wounding over 180 people. Oh my God. Yeah. Pretty intense. Lord. And because the PAC put this movement together, the South Africa felt like they could just say, be done, be yeah. done with the PAC and be done with the ANC. This Talk is a it. huge um party in South Africa. So just to be done with it was a major task they had to take on. Yeah. So and from majorly disrespectful. Oh and unfair. Absolutely. <laughs> oh absolutely. <laughs> so from there they're like ransacking through South Africa. Police are swooping in, trying to find any political leaders a part of that party that they can. Mm-hmm. Um it led to the ANC and the PAC having to go underground and work mm. with other parties outside of South Africa or um, within, I guess, other provinces in South Africa. Right. And it was a whole thing. And Nelson Mandela got tied up in it. And we all know about Nelson. And I won't get into that. Maybe <sighs> I will. Piece of that man. Maybe I will in the next Black History segment. So tune in. Ooh. Oh, Kristen, by the way, people love the one that you put on TikTok and Instagram. So you have to do more. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. If you guys don't follow us on TikTok at Black True Crime, follow us. And on follow Instagram us. at Black True Crime Podcast. Follow us. There's a lot that goes down there. Mm-hmm. Um, So with that being said, 1969 comes around. The ANC is still live and popping. It's not legal yet. It doesn't Mm. become legalized until 30 years from when it was banned, but they're still working towards the anti-apartheid movement, Mm -hmm. trying to get South Africa in a better place racially. And that is all we have today, guys, because I could have really gone into it and it could be a whole nother episode. So yeah, in itself, we might have to like add some type of Kristen goes into a deep dive on Patreon or something. If you guys want to see that, let us know. Let Let us know. know. 
Okay. All right. So we're going to get into this case. You guys, this case is really sick. Just to preface you. And no offense, but like other countries seem to be much worse than America when it comes to their crimes. I was noticing that. I'm like, within my research, I was like, okay, there are a lot of fucked up cases that are over the pond. Yeah. I guess that's what people call that thing. You know, over the pond. And we might have to get into it on this show. Yeah. People are very different. Real, real talk, real talk. Okay. So there wasn't a lot of public information available about his childhood, Jack's childhood or upbringing, but I did find out that he dropped out of school by the 10th grade. So, okay. A lot of people do that. I feel like people dropping out is a lot more common than, than we know. Yeah. Then you realize Mm -hmm. Jack would later get married and he and his wife would have two children together before she unfortunately passed away in 2006. Why did she pass away? Great question. Didn't find it in any of my readings. If anybody has any information about anything involving this case, please share. There were like no pictures of the victims. It was infuriating. So, I also know that the same alleged year that his wife died, because I did read that she may have died in 2001 or 2006. And I'm like, that's a big difference. That's one thing that I did notice in a lot of the articles that I found about this case. The facts were all over the place. One minute he was 40, next he was 44 and, you know, doggone it, doggone. Nothing was really consistent, so it was hard. So I'm just going to give you guys everything that I could find about this. So in 2006, Jack was arrested for selling stands in Waterworks. Now, Waterworks is like a city, not like a city, maybe a province. Is it like a province? Yeah, I think it's like a province, sister. Yeah. (laughs) And he was selling stands there, and I don't know what stands are. (laughs) don't know things are different but he was sentenced to 18 months in jail for that oh okay so it's apparently not legal to sell stands (laughs) not acceptable they really punished him threw the book at him it was surprising to me so 18 months in jail you go but despite spending time in jail jack's neighbors and community really like loved him Kristen. it seemed like they kind of admired him According to them, he was extremely friendly. Kristen, don't awe this man. We already told told you he's fucking horrible. (laughs) You said people like him. Like, I come from the perspective of like, yeah, I don't know how shit he is yet. So Mm. for the moments that he's not crap, let me like revel in this man's pre-murder life. I'm on that. I'm on that with you. Yeah. And you can't do that because you've done all the research, but I can't. So let me have Disgusting. Correct. So despite spending time in jail, oh, I already said that, they really did love him. According to them, he was extremely friendly and inviting to just everyone. He'd attend his local Christian church where the priests, I didn't know that priests were in the Christian church, but I don't know how the, all that works. Yeah. Maybe priests in other are, countries. Yeah, Christian, are in the Christian go. church. There you go. There you go. So they claimed that he was a great believer in Christ and rarely missed a Sunday. So... Okay. Active in the church. Active in the church. No. But <laughs> there's always a but. Okay. So I'm not entirely sure if this Christian church he was associated with at this time is the same one that we're about to discuss. But later in life, I was able to find that Jack portrayed himself to be a part of the Zion Christian Church or the ZCC, which according to Wikipedia, because... it's one of the largest african initiated churches operating across southern africa wow 
By 2001, the church's following grew to about 3.8 million members. Jesus crazy. That's, That's a mega church. That's what yeah. you call a mega church. Mm-hmm. And they had their different branches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. Jack portrayed him to actually portrayed himself to actually be one of the teachers and the preachers in that church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and many, so big, nobody's gonna fact check that. No, no, no. And many people believe that this was just his manipulative way of getting others' guard down around him and mm-hmm. getting them to trust him quicker. And now we are going to get into exactly how ungodly Jack is and the evil things he did to the women that trusted him the most. Yes, women. Of course. Trusted him. Women and children are the victims of our time. I'm like, of no, all time. I would say, of all time. <laughs> yes. We're always the victims. Doggone it. Like, I refuse. How annoying is that? I refuse. I'm going down swinging. I'm biting something off. I have to, like, no longer be a victim. I have to do that much damage. Yeah. And it's no more just the nail damage. Like, I'm no. going for the jugular. I'm going for blood. I'm ripping your eyes out, putting it in my mouth. Like, it's you know, gonna like, be I'm a turning whole thing. into a monster. Yeah. If you're trying to take my life, I'm turning into a monster. She hulking it like until the end. <laughs> no shame. I love it. Like no power to the woman, you mm-hmm. know? God, I love us. So with this case, I have next to no information about the victims. Okay. I have some of their names that we're going to talk about at the end, but next to nothing. I don't know. This was super recent, which 2008, 2009, all of this happened. So I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So I'm just going to communicate the information that I found with you guys in the most organized way that I can. We already talked about how it's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. I got you, Kristen. So from what we know, Jack started his killing spree in 2008 and ended in 2009 when, you know, he was arrested. Spoiler alert. Also, it's crazy that it started in March and ended in March the very next year, which Mm. is pretty dope. Well, not dope, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it lines up. I don't like it. Kayla, don't say that. I'm gonna take that out. I wrote a bar once that said I put <laughs> I said I put honey on my biscuit like toothpaste. I line it up. <laughs> and I thought that was so hard. And I still do. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Kristen said I wrote a bar once. Like, who are you? Fun fact. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you guys know. So oh, don't take that. that. Let's copyright it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Get your laughs out. Let's just say that. Now. Right. I'm keeping that. That has to stay in. That was great. Okay. The truth. First, we are going to talk about his MO because it was basically the same with all of the murders. And yes, I say all of them because he killed 16 people. Oh, wow. He took the lives of 15 women and one child and may have taken more. We don't know. Okay. Continue to spill. Yeah. Got you. He would either strangle them. Goodness. With their own stockings or rope that he had like near his shack because he would always take them there and kill them there, like near his home. So. We're gonna get like into a it. butcher, gonna... like cutting up some meat in the back. Oh, Kristen, gross. Okay, visual. 
And if, and if he didn't have access to either one of those murder weapons, he would just use like a blunt object that was close by and use it to stab the victims. Wow. So just think about this. You're not even using necessarily a knife every time. You may not even be using something necessarily sharp. But like a blunt object that you're just forcing into someone's body and like a stab wound motion. Can you imagine? Okay. Visual. Why didn't they just say he bludgeoned them to death? Like, why did you have to say he stabbed them with blunt objects? That's a completely different visual. I'm really sorry. I try to paint a picture no matter how gruesome and it's just fucked up. That's why I always say prepare yourself. Hey, that was intense. We're going on this ride together. And almost all of the victims were sexually violated. I say that because, you know, I don't like the R word because Mm -hmm. that's what they were. Mm -hmm. They were all that before being killed. Mm -hmm. And his favorite area, like I already mentioned, was near his like, they called it a shack. They called it a shed. They called it a lot of different things, but it was his and it was in the West, Western area and Lanasia area in South Johannesburg. So was it like ducked off or? That's the thing. I was so Is it attached to a home? So, okay. His neighbors would claim that they saw Jack multiple times with different women around the shed, shack or whatever, but didn't think much of it because they just figured, okay, he's dating around. You know, he's a Mm -hmm. single man, whatever he's doing. And in my head, I'm like, how did they not? How did it? Okay, let me just say this next part, because then I think it'll all make more sense. I also found out that he never really disposed of the bodies. So basically, he just left them on the ground. So that leads me into what I was just stuttering to say. How did these neighbors see him with these women, but not see these, you know, bodies? And I was thinking, like, it would be weird for me if I looked over in my neighbor's yard and saw him and a woman standing next to, like, a place that's not a home. Like, yeah. even if it's their, like, outdoor mm-hmm. garage or mm-hmm. or shed. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe a shack and shed in cultural terms in Johannesburg yeah. is like a home. Yeah, maybe that's where they actually lived. And- yeah. And I'm trying to just think, like, when you're being attacked that way, it's not a quiet attack, you know? So where are these people when these women are screaming for their lives or nosy and noticing everything else? That's a good question. I have have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a lot of questions. So now we're going to get into, like, the logistics of the victims, how he met them and stuff like that. And before we do that, let's kind of take a break. Would you like to take a break, sister? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. (laughs) So his first victim was a woman that he manipulated into believing he was a preacher and then offered her an herbal tea to help her with her uterine problems. Mm. So I don't I don't know if she was, you know, maybe struggling to conceive or something like that. Not sure. But he told her, hey, drink this. Everything will be fine. So when she drank it, Chris and sketchy as hell. So when she drank it, she started to feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. Jack then forced her to have sex with him, claiming that it would cure her uterus by exercising like the evil spirits that are in it. Don't do that. People are so manipulative. People and I are- hate when they fucking use, the, you know, good and evil and God right. and religion. I hate when they do that. And it just makes me feel like, oh, you're so ignorant. You know, like it makes me just want to like call you as though you are. ignorant as hell the woman realized later after the tea effects had worn off a bit that she'd indeed been drugged and it caused her to like hallucinate as well 
which is probably super fucking scary. Especially when you're being sexually violated. Like, that's not a fun trip. No. No, it's not. Thankfully, she survived this attack, Mm -hmm. you know, but others wouldn't be so lucky, as we already know. The second victim did lose her life, unfortunately. She was sexually violated and then thrown near the shed. Still alive, but she would be found dead the next day. What? So I'm just, I guess she just died from her injuries and being, you know, exposed to the elements. Oh, God, this is sick. Thrown near the shed. So he just kicks her out like a dog. I, the only thing that I can say is probably yes. It'll all become a little bit more clear as we get on into the episode more and into the case more. But yeah. The third woman was approached by Jack and he presented himself as a preacher per usual. And then he offered her a ride. She accepted it. But instead of dropping her off where she asked, he took her to an area near his house, violently sexually violated her and just left her there. 24 hours later, when she came to as in regained consciousness after the attack she'd find that her jaw was dislocated and that her exposed wounds were being eaten by maggots oh my god poor her exposed wounds what does that even mean it looks like he was trying to kill her he was probably trying to kill her he was probably beating her you know you get scratched up when you're attacked like that i don't don't even want to think about anything deeper is horrific you know that feeling i get in the back of my ears yeah when you feel like you're about to yes yes getting it's happening oh my god relax take a breather she survived so that should ease your pain a little bit jeez louise good for her yes so you guys are getting the gist of how truly disgusting he is. And, and he this has, is like, just the second victim. The third. The third victim. Yes. And that we know of. Okay. Because this doesn't, this seems like it didn't just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was when his wife died, he just fucking lost it. Maybe it was the time he spent in jail. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No one knows. So this behavior would only get worse apart from the 16 lives he was responsible for ending that we know of. Jack also is responsible for at least 14 rapes. So, and that's from women that came forward and we're able to account it for. Wow. And for both situations, he'd stick to his same fake prophet preacher facade. Some of the women he attacked were women that he actually even knew and spent time with, like had relationships with. Some of them were women he led on to believe that he would marry them, literally like as he's taken them to his shed or whatever we want to call it. We're going to have a relationship. I'm going to love you. This is real. Only to like literally end up taking their lives. I mean, this takes some cunning to be able to fool women that you know like completely you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of cunning because you're not we're not gonna sit here and think that all of those women were just gullible af no right right right, right. we all have that sense in us some Mm -hmm. have them stronger than others but we all have the sense to know when something's off so it takes a bit of cunning for him to be able to do this over and over and over again 
Oh, genuine psychopath, narcissist, everything that you should stay away from in a person, mm. I think. I saw this thing the other day and it was like, would you date a psychopath? And the answer is no. Why would I date a psychopath so I can risk getting my throat cut in the middle of the day because I didn't cut his sandwich crust off? No, I thanks. What type of question is that? <laughs> no, thanks. Unless you're a psychopath, then you have no choice but to marry another psychopath unless things would be unequally yoked. But a lot of so, doctors are do- psychopaths, so what is they it? really are. Wow. That's a that's a conversation for a whole nother day. I, I was about to say, case. like, I used to want to be a doctor. Yeah, I've done some research. Oh. It's pretty it's pretty crazy. Okay. Anyway. The part that scares me kind of the most out of this whole horrendous, just straight from hell scary situation is that I don't think he intended for any of these women to actually survive. Remember how I said he's responsible for at least 14 rapes? Well, many of those women were just lucky to survive their encounter. Like they were helped in a fair amount of time. They played dead, you know, situations like that. Mm. So fucking scary. Now at this point in my research, I was like, how the fuck did this man kill these women, sexually assault these women? And no one noticed. Right. Hello. How? How? You know, how do you say how in another language? Can. Right. Well, he was pretty strategic with picking his victims. I think Kian is who? Probably. (laughs) Talk on it. Well, he was pretty strategic with picking his victims. Almost all of them were young students without parents, meaning that they really didn't have anybody watching, you know, them and making sure they came home at a certain time. The main reason he was caught is because some of the surviving queen hero goddesses decided to report their attacks to police. So oh. they were able to like describe him and, you know, some of them even knew his name and told him his name and stuff. So because Good. I don't think he was even smart enough or even thought that he was going to get caught enough to even change his name. I completely 100% with these, agree. These women mm-hmm. narcissists to the fucking T. Mm hmm. So once the finger was pointed in his direction, the authorities were able to finally go and search Jack's property. And this was after the how many victims? Do you know? This is after 16 victims that we know of. Wow. It took that long. When they checked the shed or shack or whatever the fuck you want to call it, they found no visible evidence of body fluid or anything suggesting violence. And this is because Jack would spit clean that shit after every i mean detail clean hands and knees toothbrush meticulous and this is the only thing about him that's meticulous to me yeah it seems so but he wasn't as meticulous with the dump area the area near the shack that he would dump murder weapons and like women's belongings and women's whole bodies that area fucking idiot police police were also Police were also able to collect an used condom. Okay. Yeah. Gross, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen's face. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, so we have this man here who's a narcissist psychopath. <laughs> he dumps people's bodies after he's done with them on the ground as if they are mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. He but he meticulously cleans the shack and he even mm-hmm. has the nerve to wear a condom. Hmm. I don't know, girl. I didn't even I don't even have the time to sit here and ponder deep thought what this man was fucking going through. I don't. I don't. Maybe he was like, I live here. I put my head here. I don't want, you know, any 
fluids lying around. But I also don't care if I get caught. I think so. I literally think he was cleaning the room as if a butcher who just got done cutting some meat would clean. Yeah. Like he was doing it as if it was just a part of the job. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so disgusting. That's so disgusting. So yeah, police got that used condom and they actually found it next to one of the victims' bodies. So hello. Like, so uh, I'm sure the body weighs a bit more uh, than the condom you know? itself in the sense but, of relevancy. But A plus B equals motherfucker Z. Like, absolutely. How could so you not? This, along with the samples three surviving victims provided, like from their rape kits, all were tested for DNA and the results came back as belonging to Jack Mogoli. Mogoli. Well, <laughs> well, you're going to jail. So at this point, it's clear that the police know, hey, it's Jack. He's responsible for a lot of these murders and sexual assaults in the area, and they're ready to arrest his ass. So mind you, this entire time that the police are investigating, searching his house, finding bodies and murder weapons. Kristen, listen to this. He's denying the whole thing. I mean, they have him basically dead to rights. He's denying the whole fucking thing. But how? How is he denying it? What is he saying? He claims that the police and the surviving victims and a woman named Charlotte Manaka, who was apparently like his common law wife slash fiance at the time, Mm -hmm. he said they were all conspiring against him and were trying to just pin this on him for no reason. Narcissist confirmed. It's the devil attacking, (laughs) you know? Like, don't like, all right. All right. <laughs> you can play if you want to. Play if you want to. Play if you wow. want to. And they're all looking at him like, you idiot. You fucking idiot. The only thing he came close to being honest about throughout this entire process is after one of the surviving women later testified against him, literally in court, he admitted like, okay, yeah, we had an affair. Like we had a relationship and it was completely consensual. But as for all the other women, even the victims that testified against him as well, he denied ever meeting them. What? Yeah, Kristen. That's why I'm like, this man is fucking diabolical. Like, I don't know if there's something genuinely wrong with him. But the thing that bothers me is we're always asking if something is genuinely wrong with just these fucked up, evil, heartless people. Yeah. And maybe that's the only thing that's wrong. Yeah, and I feel like there's a difference between a mentally ill individual and a mentally murderous, evil individual. The two can be one, but the two can also be very, very different. Different, yeah, and separate. So on March 27th, 2009, police arrested 41-year-old Jack Mogali on murder, rape, kidnapping, and other violent charges. And this was shortly after a woman named Mary Sepeng Lord help me, reported one of the victims missing when she didn't come home on March 14th. She apparently actually gave police Jack's car registration number. Which oh I'm like, God. how the fuck does she have that? Maybe they're talking about the license plate number. Maybe they yeah. like call it something different. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? But they got his ass and wow. the media dubbed, that's when the media started dubbing him the West End serial killer. Wow. And does the West End serial killer, is that like the area they were in? I think it's like West End area. Oh, okay. You know, that's the city or yeah. the province or whatever. Yeah. So it was like in that area. So maybe that's okay. where they got it from. And maybe West End well, area is in the West End. I want to shout out to the sis over here who was collecting people's information. Like, I'm, 
Yeah. Just in case, always collect your homegirl's dates, mm-hmm. your sister's date, your cousin's date, your mom's dates information. Mind you, mind you, everybody's like aware that there's a serial killer around, that mm-hmm. these women are being attacked, you know, so they're on high alert now. And I'm glad that she was like, hey, where the fuck is my friend? And unfortunately, her friend ended up being one of the victims. Wow. Yeah. So you know how word travels in a community fast as fuck so everyone knows that jack has been arrested by now and the people around him were completely shocked Kristen, his neighbors his family they didn't see him as a rapist or a serial killer they saw him as a humble man of god i'm telling you bro you gotta watch there's people who have and it's not just gemini's that have two different sides of them and they will show you what they want you to see Yes, yes. Evil has no respect of astrology sign. No. No. Okay. No. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on a swivel. (laughs) So his sister would (laughs) later, his sister would later say that, quote, the entire family feels bad. My brother was a good man and he couldn't, he couldn't have been, no, he couldn't have kidnapped or killed anyone. He is paying for someone else's crimes. The other day, he told me that Franz Affain killed these people and had threatened to kill him if he had if he had said anything. <laughs> it's a smirk on Kristen's face for me. That's hard. Like you're a family member and you want to believe your family member didn't do it. Like yeah. they haven't even shown you any piece of them that could do something like that. And here it is, right in your face. Chris, it's like someone coming to me telling me, oh, Kristen's a murderous cow or something. I would be no, like, they would, they would your mother. Call me the murder heiress. You know, the murder heiress. Okay, yeah. Chris, The murderous heiress. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Look at you coming up with cute names. Goodbye. I know, I would, it's not but a game. I would, this isn't a game. <laughs> no, it's not. Please stop lying. And I would look at them like... Kristen who not my sister or beach you know what I'm saying like and I'm going right. to bat and trying to get you out of jail so I can empathize but fuck it's right in your face it's plain as day like oh he must have been good that's all I got yeah. to say yeah yeah Jack has two daughters remember he had two children from his previous relationship who were 11 and 8 at the time of his arrest and they hadn't seen their father since 2008 mm-hmm. so probably around the time that he started killing he was just enthralled in that as you can see he was incredibly fucking busy within the span of one year he killed at least 16 people like that's crazy wow and apparently at this shed or shack they weren't there no they were staying with his sister in innerdale which is south of johannesburg and okay. reportedly she said that they asked about their dad a lot which is like i'm sure they did how sad is it you lose your mother and then a couple years later you essentially you know lose your dad yeah that's that's hard And he's alive. And they're like, where the heck is he? Where is he? Oh, he's taking lives. One of Jack's neighbors named Promise said that, quote, he never seemed like a murderer or a rapist. Jack bought bread for my children when there was no food in the house. He would never hurt anyone in this area. In this area. And it's like, he did. He did hurt people in the area. I don't understand. And what does the area have to do with anything? Will he or will he not hurt people? <laughs> that is know. the question. I don't know what you meant. Hmm. That hit me. He was really fooling people, Kayla. But then Listen. again, it's like, okay, so if you always have a smile on your face, is it that hard to fool people? No, especially when they may find you attractive. These um, are. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Beach. Because, you know, to each his own. 
everybody, somebody's everything. That's, you know, that's on period. <laughs> that's on period. But so okay. Well. But trip off this. Another neighbor named Indizwa said she used to go to Jack's house with her friend Patricia, and he would give them tea. Quote. He always told me and my friend that the holy tea would cleanse us and we would get boyfriends. He was good to us and I don't believe he committed those crimes. Um, like you guys sound, they sound specifically gullible. Chris, and mind you, these are two women that are 26 and 22 years old. <laughs> the perfect age, you know what I'm saying? And who should be thanking their lucky, their blessed stars. I was about to say. That he the, didn't turn on them like correct. he did the other woman. Correct. The, probably the only saving grace was that they probably had parents that would notice if they mm-hmm. were gone or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they sound, it sounded like it was giving hot in the pants. Not trying to like throw any shade, but if I heard a man had done this many terrible things to women my age, like I'm literally in the victimology, I would steer fucking clear. Even if my situation wasn't or my experience wasn't the same yeah. as the other woman's experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, remember, Kristen and I had a really good friend in college. His name starts with a B. We will not say it. And he, after we left college, he was still there and he ended up being arrested for stalking women on campus. And like, we were just seeing him, just cool with him. And we had to cut ties after that. The fuck? We were mortified. We were like, how did this happen? Like, he didn't even look like the same person we knew on his um, mugshot. Yeah. He looked different. This this is, this could not have been Brandon, but at the same time, oops. Mm. (laughs) This could not have been. They don't know him. But they can easily search him. No, they couldn't. Yes, they could. This could not have been that person, but it was. And it was crazy. So Yeah, it was nuts. So it came time for Jack to go to trial in early 2011. He was charged with nine kidnappings, 19 rapes, 16 murders, attempted murder, three robberies with aggravating circumstances, fraud or theft, assault with intent to cause grievous bodily harm, sexual assault, and escape from lawful custody. Oh, he was running, dude. <laughs> I was about to say, he escaped? <laughs> Hello? What the heck? Why didn't someone write an article guy. about that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he pled not guilty to all charges. <laughs> of course. I bet his lawyers are looking at him like, are you sure? They, they say, okay, <laughs> this is just, mark this to our record as a loss. As a <laughs> It's just not happening. He's not listening. This guy isn't listening. Doesn't give a fuck. So before being moved to the courtroom, Jack was placed in the court cells. And while he was being led down, he is quoted to have said the following. In life, you face challenges. And this is just one of them. I did not commit the crimes they say I committed. Even now, I still maintain my innocence. Okay. Like, do you want a cookie? I'm like, literally, just stop fucking talking. Like, just stop talking. The worst thing in the world is a fucking killer that just denies, 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 and just wastes everybody fucking time. Like, it's giving O.J. Simpson. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it's giving, like, I'm untouchable. And I know I will make it out of this on the other side. So I'm going to maintain my innocence. It's giving... I'm getting into my godlike complex, you yes. know, like I am indestructible. I can do whatever. 
yes. no wrong. I can do no wrong. That's what it's giving. Well, he's, ado- he's about to do a lot more bullshitting on the witness stand because, yes, he testifies on his own behalf. <laughs> what a joy. He testified that everyone was plotting against him like he'd been claiming this entire time and framing him for the crimes. He literally said on the stand, quote, I didn't do anything. You know how life is. This is just a challenge. I didn't do any of those things. I don't even know those women, end quote. <laughs> okay, so we can't trust anything that comes out of your mouth. No. Next. Kristen, the judge even, Kristen, Kristen, the judge said himself that the man's a liar. <laughs> he said, quote, the accused was not a very good witness. <laughs> With his contradictions and new versions of events, at times he wanted to shift blame onto his own defense counsel. I came to the conclusion that he was not telling the truth to the court. <laughs> the accused did also not bring in witnesses to back up statements made during cross-examinations by the state. So in other words, you have no receipts, all that cap inside your wrap. Get the fuck off the sand. <laughs> and drop the mic. You know? like- <laughs> I love that. They're like, okay, you brought this fool up here on this stand. <laughs> he's going to sit here and time. lie. And then during cross-examination, he's claiming all these people know where he was. No and one. where are they? No one. Nowhere to be found. Okay. Next. No receipts. No receipts. You know what I'm saying? Like, was there a jury? Uh, great question. Don't even think so. Don't yeah. know. Did There was no mention of, like, the jury decided. Okay. The prosecution, on the other hand, had every receipt in the book, bitch, was ready for tax season. On top of the DNA and forensic evidence they had, they also presented 41 witnesses to testify throughout the trial. 41. One being a forensic expert named Gerard Labouchain. That's cute. Who was the head of the police's investigative psychology unit. He essentially helped the police, like, figuring out who it was, putting a profile together type of thing. And this is what he had to say. So he testified that although many of the victims were unfortunately unidentified, they all had a similar victimology, meaning like physical traits, lifestyle characteristics, things like that. Mm -hmm. Based on the other similarities, he determined that the cases were undoubtedly connected and committed by the same person. Oh, I wish I could see a picture of what his wife looks like. Like mm-hmm. a picture of what the victims look like. Because mm-hmm. Kayla, if they look like her, I'm That's going sad. to be so upset. And then I'm going to wonder, okay, how did she really die? Well, I'm already wondering how she really died. Yeah, it was a thought in my head from the minute we first started this case. But now, you know, now I'm yeah. really looking like, is there more to this What's story? Right. Yeah. Where did this really start? Did it really mm-hmm. start in 2008? You know? Some of his victims testified too. So one woman who was unnamed was only 19 when Jack beat her face with a brick while he was sexually violating her in that field. Thank God she survived. And she, I think she was the one that was actually accepting the ride from him. Wow. Yeah. She said he became aggressive after he took a wrong turn. And she's like, you know, where are you going? And that's when he was like, you know, like, hurt you. Disgusting. Scare me. Demon gargoyle. Sorry, sister. The woman that was left in the field for 24 hours testified against him as well. And 
right? Brave queen. And said she had to crawl to a nearby road to get help after she regained consciousness. Wow. Oh my God. Like, I, there's no amount of respect that I have for people that go through stuff like that and survive and then yep. come back to spit in the face of their accuser yep. or their offender. Yes. And I'm just in love with all of it. But also, like, I would never wish that on my worst enemy. No, no. That's like that that shit makes or breaks you, you know, even yeah. afterwards, if you're able to, you know, get back up again and live life, bitch. Kudos. It like Kudos. broke you and then you had to rebuild. Like, yeah. These women. I don't know, child. Amazing women. Amazing women. The judge himself was quoted to have said, in the light of the totality of evidence, much of which is uncontested, such as the DNA evidence, the admissions and testimonies, it can be confirmed that in all the bodies, except the one of a child, the cause of death was strangulation. Mm. bodies were left in sexual positions naked and raped this is what the judge is saying from like what he gained or what he you know learned from the case on the day he was arrested the accused displayed hatred for women he behaved like a psychopath and even showed his manhood to the female police officer no when he met the same policewoman at the station, he said, quote, when I come out of here, you will be the first person I rape and kill. <gasps> Kristen. You see? You see? Narcissist. Psychopath. Disgusting. Thought he was going to come out. Kristen. Disgusting. So at this point, it's very fucking clearly over for Jack Mowgli. Ugly. You just dug your own grave, Jack. And in February of 2011, he was found guilty of 52 out of the 61 charges he was facing. And in March of 2011, Jack was sentenced to a collective 16 life sentences to be served concurrently. Wow. Which means at the same time. And then 25 years after that. Ooh. So, a.k.a. you're never coming out. Never the crazy out. thing is, we didn't talk about the kid that he murdered. We didn't. I don't have any information about the kid. I ha I don't. I don't even know how old it's the child probably is. for the best. Yes, to be honest, I don't need to know. You know what the fuck? What he did to that poor baby? When he was escorted out of the courtroom, he spoke in sepeti. I think that's a language. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Mm -hmm. In that language, to the families of the victims, and said, "Quote." You are also coming. I pray I will be out soon. End quote. First of all, why are you why addressing are your fucking me? lips pinched into an anal cavity <laughs> toward them in any way, shape, or form? You should be at their feet begging them for your mercy for their mercy right. and forgiveness. You disgusting, disgusting enema. And the thing is, it's like, you think they give a dog on that you think you're going to be out soon after you just heard you're getting 16 life sentences? Clearly, you're insane. They're probably waiting for him to come out. They want him to come out so they can handle that ass themselves. As they prison should. Isn't, prison isn't going to do what they want it to do. Mm. But I can't speak for them. I don't know. I hope they're all doing well. I hope they're healing as best as they can. Even right. Though this was, you know, however long ago, it doesn't matter. Pain is still there. So Also, shocking that he didn't get death. I'm I don't know. I don't know if they wondering if they do the death penalty. Great question. I don't know. Mm. Some of the named victims that he raped and killed. God, I hate this. So some of the names that we know are 
Hanyeleni Mangwani, who was murdered by Jack after she testified against him in a fraud case, which is fucking crazy. And there was nothing about that. Africa, I need you guys to start taking more or better, like, notes. I don't know, records of all this shit. That part. Oh, my gosh. So he had the nerve to be revengeful. Yeah. Like... This was a whole person that was like doing things Mm -hmm. that we don't know about. Very Mm -hmm. evil, meticulous. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Wow. Another woman was Deepwah Mogadi. Umani Kazanki Sindani. Santo Sotetsi. Nothimbela Ndabisa. Deepwah Denesi. Mamikie. Mm-mm, try that again. Mam- Mamikie. Mm-hmm. Mamikie Tialo and nine other women whose bodies have not been identified. So rest in peace to these women. They were so young. Students living their life trying to make it out. And he took them out. And I hope rest he in fucking. Peace. I hope he's having epileptic seizures every night. Pressing himself. And in the words of our well known Degrassi, I know I'm going to make it through. (laughs) See. 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 This is why I don't fuck with you. This is why I don't fuck with you. Y'all, that's the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Wait. Uh,. I can't. Thank you so much for listening. Rest in peace to the victims. So sorry. Rest in peace. That that happened to you guys. If you guys have a two cent to put in about this case, you know where to do. Comments. Hit us up. Mm. Uh, if you enjoy the show, rate us. You already know. And be safe. Protect your peace. And protect your space. So we don't have to cover your case. Bye. Bye. Kristen, that was unforgivable. <laughs> Unforgivable. Wait. You have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me. <laughs>